What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. This is the Fight Club. First World Fight Club, as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Second World Fight Clubs, if you didn't, to go fuck yourself. As always, these are your hosts of the show. I'm Paul Pickle, Wyndham Contra, and my co-host, as usual. Hey, man, you already know it's the street fight enthusiast, that boy, Kev Waterboy, boy. But hey, man, I'm going, I'm bulking up, man. I'm going 185, man. I'm bulking up, man. I'm getting war ready. I'm painting my face, man. This is some bullshit, bro. UFC 281 broke my heart. Hey, 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 that boy Piero, he's on a mission. I was telling him, mission accomplished, my man. Let's see, fucking, you want to start? I mean, do you want to, let's change it up a little bit. Instead of just going throughout the whole card, like from stop to bottom, let's kick it off with like three or three picks of the fight of the nights. First one, we got to talk to, we'll say the, the, the main event for last. I know we're going to in, include that one, but let's talk Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler and the fucking war that they put on for the fans. They they left it all in a cage. I could definitely say that for this fight. Bro, this has to be the bloodiest shit you might ever see. Like, I'm pretty sure people on their period looked at this fight and got shook. Like, motherfucking blood gushing everywhere. Dustin Poitier just watching Chandler shit just leak on him, leak on him, leak on him. I don't know how you didn't run out of blood. Hey, and and the boy Chandler's fine, dirty. I mean, people were hating on it, but like he was fish hooking Chan- uh, Dustin Poirier, moving the ref's hand so he can get a couple more shots in. He uh, Damn, some people think some people think he was uh, poor, but some people say they saw Poirier rubbing some blood in Chandler's face to kind of blind him in certain points. So I mean, like. It's a fight. That, that's a fight if I've ever seen it. That's a dog fight. They didn't like each other. The shit's crazy. And Chandler was winning. Low key. Hey, he, hitting the heavier shots, fucking scooping him, and not just taking him down, but picking him up and slamming him on his fucking back. Like, literally lifting him off the ground to, scoop, uh, to slam him. Like, those are definitely getting some points to it. Like, the ref sees that. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, he... And as it's outworking him, and it really wasn't until that last like it was rinse and repeat for three rounds until that third round, Poirier snuck his way into the back like the snake he is, and got in that rear naked choke. Got it. Hey man, that's why he's number two in the fucking division, man. The beef always said, man, one thing you never do in life is give up your fucking neck. That's not what a champion does. Poitier seen it for two seconds. He took it. That's all he needed. I will say this was we we were hating on Chandler heavy. We we was like, oh Chandler be doing too much, all that stuff. But he kind of made me a fan after this fight. Like the way he kind of just took the number two guy and was winning for the majority of the fight. I was like, oh, I didn't. I thought it was gonna be almost like Dustin Poirier is gonna dust him. So the fact that Chandler was dusting him for so long, I was like, oh shit, like you way overperformed from what I was suspecting coming into this fight. I think that's just what happens when it's real beef, kid. Like, with, like, Jorge Masvidal versus Covington, like, Kobe Covington is way better than Brett. But at least it was a closer fight. And if it was a three-round fight, it probably would have been a little different. It would have, he would have, and Masvidal had that fourth round and third round. It'd be a little different. But, motherfucker, when it's real beef, I feel like that's when you really step up to an occasion. Hey, I, I respect on it, because they... I mean, there are a reason why a lot of people are putting this card up there. I mean, there's only like two decisions this whole card, 
and every fight on the main card was a finish and this one was this literally like this could have been the main event and I would have walked home happy all I gotta say is I call a fight tonight that's all I gotta say our other fight uh, I mean really I think there's only two that really stand above the rest I think it's the Poirier Chandler and the only other one that I think you really Fight of the night right here. Is your dog, Kev, the main event? Izzy. Izzy Kane. I mean, Izzy showcased a phenomenal fight. He was he was whooping ass. I mean, he I thought he was up 3-1. Everyone on the live stream that was with us were all talking 3-1 Izzy. But I kept saying, like, Piera's going to land. I, I took Piera on live, made a bet with the other podcaster, won the bet live right there, getting my $20. P, I had Piera winning. By knockout, I was like, he's gonna land a shot that's gonna just shake him to his core, and that's Pierre just has insane power. He's just built different. He's way too big for the division, bro. So that's what got me to like. I felt like Izzy definitely won three to one, but that's Brown. But these rounds weren't ten eight rounds. These were close rounds, and I swear somebody went for a takedown. I saw legs. I saw legs and niggas on floors. I was shook. I was like, oh. Somebody had to get out of their comfort zone for this fight. So, Payet, but the biggest thing that I thought Izzy was doing was he was letting, he was still getting hit a lot. Even though he was winning these rounds, he was still giving up shots. And, like, Payet was getting clean-ass shots. And then that takes it to the end of the fight. Payet came in that bitch with a mission. Like, motherfucking, I'm watching. I'm on my way to David Buster's listening to the Glover talk to Texera in the corner. Like, yo, you got one more, bro. Texera's like, I know. I got it. I got it. I got it. He said in Brazilian, I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. That's what he just kept repeating to himself. Because people translated what he was saying. And he, they were like, if that's really what he was saying, that's some gangster shit. That going into that last round, he was just like, I'm going to kill him right here. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Nah, that motherfucking ass, man. It was a great fucking fight. It was phenomenal. And I wish I watched this phone, this, this whole fight on my phone. Cause I would have been, I would have been able to. I would have came here bitching like that was way too early a stoppage. It's tough to say that shit with forty fucking big ass screens. Everybody just watching my dog is just. Yeah, people are trying to say, oh, he didn't even connect those last shots, and then the, you know the slow mo cam comes out, and the slow mo cam just shows Izzy like, boom. Okay, trying to weave it, boom. Okay, trying to weave the neck, boom, and it's like, oh fuck, like those are those are landing. It's it's interesting that it went down like this. It sucks that it had to be Izzy, man. But this also showed me how big a deal MMA is in the in culture. Because I have a podcast where I talk about MMA every week, but I don't have people to talk MMA with. So I was actually brought it up randomly just to one some some to somebody that just subscribed to our podcast, and we started talking, and everybody was like, "Yo, Adesanya lost." I was like, well, "How'd you know that?" That boy, uh, Jawan's an MMA fan. One of them known. He brought up the fight. Like, yeah, I got I to gotta, I gotta stop doing what I'm doing at a certain time because uh, the fight tonight. And I was like, you talking to Izzy Piera fight? And, yeah, like, I was like, the, it was a big deal, Israel Asani versus Piera. So, uh, uh, but he says he watches every week with Facundo, so he really be tapped in. But Izzy, I mean, it always reminded me of the Leon Edwards and Usman fight. Where I just That's like, exactly what that shit was. Yeah, like, one person was winning the fight up until – the last moment is he six and a half minutes of control time. Okay. He shot the takedown, got it. And he was even like Piero trying to get back up. Piero look exhausted and just like, like GSP, like 
just dropping all his weight and just like dragging him back down, back into the ground. And like, I like, damn, the Adesanya is doing the one with the takedowns, and he's like 20, 30 pounds lighter than him right now. It's insane. That was a great fucking fight, though. Great card, great fucking fight. And I think they should just do the Edwards Usman, Edwards Usman rematch and the Adesanya fighter rematch. Same card, fuck it. Hey, some people say because Pierre weighed in one eighty five. Next day on the scale two twenty five. Right? Wow! Like he's massive. Like he's just made of different stuff. Uh, he, people were saying like he could win this belt. Maybe he goes up to light heavyweight, and like like if Glover loses, he avenges Glover, and mm-hmm. he gets the and he gets to avenge his master type shit. Because like who knows? Because you know Dana White, he. He wants Pierre to be champion for a little while. Like he might not throw him right back into another Izzy fight because he knows he might lose the second one. Like let's kind of let's get let's sell him a little bit. Like so, I could see him maybe doing some fucking double champ shit if he or get an opportunity to. That's fucking insane. But bro's a dog. It just imagine just going. It looks so much different after beating Izzy again to sit there like because it's like. You spent your entire career telling people, like, yo, I knocked that guy out. That guy that everybody loves, him, I knocked him out. He, I did it. And then also, I'm going to go to his stage and do it on the biggest stage of them all. Taste him to his new sport and did it on the grandest stage in Madison Square Garden. This shit is crazy. You can't make this shit up, dog. I was like, I'm not mad that Izzy lost just off the fact that, like, you can't make this stuff up. Like, this is, this is fighting. Yeah, no, and I mean the main event was was massive, but we do got shines to the line of the co-main event. Carlos Spars again, rear naked choke to our dog, our fucking our this is the Zonway Lee. She's the our strong weight champion right here. She got her belt back. She, I, I mean, I, this Zonway Lee that I'm seeing now in, in MMA, I don't think she's beatable at straw weight. Like I, 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 I like Rose. I do. I, I just don't. I just don't see it. Like I think Zong is just. She's here to stay. Like she's got her belt back, and I, don't, I can't see her losing it anytime soon. I'm, that's how hard I'm rocking with her. Imagine you beat Joanna, you bitch. You beat Joanna, and motherfucking um, and Carlos Esparza. All left is you gotta beat Rose, and there's nobody in that division that can fuck with you, man. Yeah, I mean Zong lost to Rose twice, so Rose might have her number. But I'm telling you, the Zong I'm seeing now picking up Francis Nugano on her fucking shoulder. Um, out wrestling as far as uh, this, like winning the on the feet, like she's just all around as a mercenary assassin, from what I can see. I'm not ever betting against this girl. Mm, I'm telling you, man, she's the truth. She's the fucking, she's the woman's fighter of the year to me. Yeah, I could see it. Like, there hasn't really been no other, like, it, it could have been as far as if she defended her bell and won it. But no, other than that, the rest of them are all people like okay, Amanda Nunes, she went, she lost the one and won one. The, the Juliana lost one and won one. Um, like Rose yeah, lost. Like, Valentina almost lost. Yeah, Valentina like is like, respected the same. Respect that out of Valentina. There's no way she's going to side. Yeah, I think Zong wins it. Dead ass, I give it to her. That's a big dog right there. Our next fight, we had to give our salute to. Our boy Frankie Edgar, he he tried to give out, a, he tried to give us a war. 
He just don't. His chin just isn't there anymore. He's just we a knee to the. It didn't look good before the knee, but then after the knee, that sent him literally in like lights out, shadow round status. Yeah, it's a good call, Frankie Edgar. Time to hang it up. Mm. Hey man, at least I'm going to be able to say I got to see Frankie Edgar fight. That's it. Yeah, I mean I picked him, but even on the stream I was like I only picked him because I. I just want to be able to pick Frankie Edgar in a fight. But to be honest, Chris Gutierrez should win this fight. And that's exactly what happened. We haven't seen – I mean, Gutierrez came off the Contender Series. So, I mean, this is a perfect fight for him. Now people know his name. Next fight, Dan Hooker finally catching the dub, beating Claudio Pierres. Pierres just – all he had is BJJ. And he got stuffed – I mean, he had a leg lock, Ric Flair status. And then all of a sudden, Dan Hooker gets out, gets up. And then Dan Hooker never lets him take him down again to the point where, like, it was, like, almost like Dan Hooker's tagging him, and Pierre's can't do anything because all he wants to do is shoot the takedown. Every time he shoots, Dan Hooker just stuffs it, gets back up. He's like, come on, bro, get back up. And Pierre's is on his back BJJ style. Like, oh, yeah, come come to the ground, come to the ground. And Dan Hooker's like, bro, get your silly ass up, bro. Get your silly. And then uh, a couple of liver kicks later, Pierre's is out. Just happy to see Dan Hooker get his shit back together. Anytime I see a liver kick, that shit hurts my heart. That's a little my liver, but that shit hurts. And then we had a couple on the prelims. We're going to knock these out real quick. We had three stompings that happened on the prelims right here, back to back to back. Molly Meatball McCain getting subbed by Aaron Blanchfield. I've been saying it like this the moment they get her into a fight with a real fighter, she's going to get steamrolled. And the Blanchfield did exactly. Like, not only did she beat her on the ground, but on the feet, she was tagging her ass too. Like it, was, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't anywhere. My question is did she go for that? Um, did she go for the little, her signature, her little trademark elbow? No, I, I didn't see no elbow. It's, she was playing defensive. I mean, Seven of 13 total strikes to Molly Meatball. Seven of 13. Like, she couldn't, couldn't get nothing going. So, uh, as soon as Blanchfield got done beating her up on the feet, she said, fuck it, let's just go to the ground. I'm going to sub you. And that's exactly she just It wasn't a competitive fight. He said, time to go home, homie. Next one, another non-competitive fight, Dominic Reyes versus Ryan Spann. I mean, any person with a fucking S on their chest tatted right here, you should know not to fuck with. Killed him. Killed him. Yeah, like, Dominic Eggers and Reyes. I don't think Reyes retired. I think he said he's stepping back from MMA for a little while until he comes back uh, with the right mentor or some shit. But Reyes, like, bro, no, it's time for you to hang him up, too. But you're coming off KO, like, four back-to-back-to-back-to-back KO losses. All in brutal fashion, too. No cap. All right, we see our next fight is oh the last of the the beatdowns before we get out of here. Renato Moicano beating Brad Riddell. Brad Riddell, I mean C uh, CKB member here. I mean, it didn't look like it. Moicano, it, it was a bad day for CKB. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, Dan Hooker handled business. It was a bad day for CKB. But we still CKB for life, nigga. Fuck y'all. But damn, Moicano was just tagging him. It wasn't much tagging because then eventually he hit the ground. Thirty seconds on his back, rear naked choke, locked in, like 
like a fuck. I mean, locked in. He tapped within a couple of seconds after it was locked. And Brad Riddell also is hanging up his gloves for the meantime. He said his last two performances have been very pissed for. I mean, he got choked down at three minutes against Moicano and then like 30 seconds against Jalen Turner. So he hasn't looked too great. So I think it's another smart man to just be like, yo, let me just step back for right now. Fuck, they got my dog looking crazy right now. Fuck it. I got to go watch this press conference. Low-key, I didn't even watch the press. I was so shook after Izzy. I didn't even watch the press conference afterwards. Hey, uh, Izzy, Izzy said that they'll make a trilogy. He said that was the one thing I remember from the presser. He said that he'll make a trilogy. He's going to beat Pierre on the comeback, and then they're going to run it a third time, and he's really going to slay that dragon. We'll see, man. You can't be taking them hits like that. Motherfucking, especially for somebody that big and strong. And then, but the biggest thing to me was motherfucking, my dog, when if Izzy lost, he was like, Damn, first Izzy, first on first, first on Uzman, now Izzy. All that's left is Francis, and Dana might just take that motherfucker. Yeah, if he doesn't want, if he doesn't want to play by Dana's rules, Dana's in my pocket. Man, but now it's a great card. I mean, people are. I mean, I see why people are saying this might be card of the year because for a pay per view, they're like this hit from top to bottom, the prelims and early. We got KOs all over the place. Really good fights, like not just KOs, but like vicious KOs. There's a difference. Like when you see a vicious KO, it's like, oh shit, this is what I came for. Nah, dead ass, dead motherfucking ass. But hey, fuck, I'm definitely I'm about to rewatch this, and I'm mad I couldn't make it to the live stream because damn, this shit was crazy. Yeah, people that joined the live stream, shout out to you, bro. And you're joining us from the live stream. Shout out to you also, like. It was a, we're doing that every week, and that shit's fun. This is Totally Blitz podcast. Uh, if y'all joining in from uh, the Romeo Mac channel, as y'all know, yeah. y'all saw it on the show. I be picking winner. Yeah, hey, that's twice. He did the same thing on um, 280 with Islam. Back to I'm running back to back. I don't even know what 289 or 279 was. I don't know, but they just put on. I didn't know they had a ticket press conference for um, fights because 284 is um, Volky Volk versus um, Islam. Hey, man. Choo-choo. As I almost say, anyone that's been following me, you know what that means. Get the train God. ready. Damn. This Islam is crazy. I want to see him take out everybody. Maybe that's why I keep picking against him. I want to see him take out everybody. I want, I want him it. to say, I want him to say, fuck it, and go up and wait now after this. I want to see him in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> With that boy in the Royal Rumble, bro. Oh, uh, no, nah, but uh, hey, bro. I mean, we did it in the Mecca. Madison Square Garden, them boys showed out. They put on a great fucking show. You, you know who this was. This is Paul Pickle Winham Concha. And my co-host, as always, is Kev Waterboy, the street enthusiast Savoy. And if y'all didn't know, we didn't mind telling y'all that you's a bitch. Yeah. I got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Fuck it. Let them in. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been.